Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 2, Episode 10 on the Book of Daniel, The Sentence, Deliverance, and Result. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this 10th episode in the Book of Daniel, Chapter 3, we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego sentenced to burn to death for failure to worship the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But the king needed to be reminded that he is not in charge and God is sovereign. Let's start with this last verse from episode 9 in Daniel chapter 3, verse 18. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. The Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary, and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace a blazing fire. So these men in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and other clothes were tied up and thrown into the furnace a blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men into the bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. He exclaimed, Look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. All right, back to verse 18 again. As we closed out last week, as the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were explaining, but even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. The Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary, and he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace a blazing fire. We see in verse 18 that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's words of an unrepentant attitude and of incredible boldness resulted in building an additional fire of fury inside Nebuchadnezzar. He was filled with rage. How could these Israelites that we conquered, that I gave positions of authority to, be so blatantly disobedient? And he said, hey, fire crew, make that furnace seven times hotter, as if seven times hotter is more of a threat. There's no physical way in ancient times to gauge seven times hotter, so this was proverbially to make the furnace as hot as humanly possible. Then he commands some of the strongest troops at his disposal to tie up these three insubordinate Hebrews and throw them into the stoked furnace. Why does he need these three strong soldiers to do this is not clear other than to emphasize the nature of the punishment or perhaps to prevent someone from trying to rescue them. This again is a jug-shaped furnace made from earth with a hole in the top and an entry in the bottom for both fuel and air. 
Verse 21, so these men in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and other clothes were tied up and thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Fully clothed, these men were bound and thrown, probably as they could not walk either foot first or head first, into the furnace. And because the fire was so hot, the clothing, including the turbans these men still wore, would have ignited almost instantly. The intent was for these three to die in this horrible fashion. Verse 22, since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, on the surface this might seem unlikely to happen, but note the urgency that the king commanded this to be done. I suspect as the soldiers rushed to throw these men into the fire, the heat overcame them as soon as the others were thrown in. It could have been a sudden wind shift, which sent extremely extreme heat and flames towards the soldiers so that they were mortally wounded. It may have been instant, because if the superheated air was inhaled, uh, that would have caused pretty much instant death. Probably inhalation would be a very quick death, as there are cases of that even today. Verse 23, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell, bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Since the wording is fell, it is assumed that they were thrown in from the top of the furnace, which would also add credibility to the soldiers dying from flames and heat. An observation of the execution would be made from the fuel and air opening at the bottom of the furnace, and that's where probably they were gathered. Verse 24, Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. Now all attending observed a deliverance from God. I don't think just the king saw this. And the king was certainly not prepared to see four men in the furnace. This was startling to the king and probably others watching. The king was so startled that he jumped to his feet in alarm. And you could probably imagine some colorful language from the king in absolute astonishment of what he was seeing. So to paraphrase, if you will forgive me, hey, you guys, see that? <laughs> Didn't we throw just three men into the flames? The advisors probably were the very ones that had instigated the charges against these three men to the king and said, yes, of course, we all saw the three get thrown into the flames. Verse 25, he exclaimed, Look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Now we see what was so startling to the king. In excitement and alarm, the king says, Look, I see four men, and not three, and they are walking around unharmed and unbound. That would have been alarming, but the true frightening thing for the king is the fourth person that was not thrown in looked like a son of the gods. What was different about the fourth person that alarmed Nebuchadnezzar? Who was this personage that looked like a son of the gods? Jewish scholars identify this fourth person as an angel. The Jewish commentator Judah L. Slotky states that the Talmud asserts that this was the archangel Gabriel. However, the son of the gods seems to describe something more in terms of deity. Perhaps what the king is stating is this looks like a god with them. 
As Christians, we know that the pre-incarnate Christ appears in the Old Testament. And this again could be such a case with the fourth person being God himself in the person of Jesus Christ, the coming Savior of the world, and the Savior of these three godly men who refused to deny God and worship an idol. When we go through fiery trials, we know that Christ is with us. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 through 2, And now, this is what the Lord says, The one who created you, Jacob, and the one who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, and the flame will not burn you. All right, let's continue in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and all the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed. Their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I issue a decree that anyone of any people, nation, or language who says anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn limb from limb and his house made a garbage dump. For there is no other God who is able to deliver it like this. Then the king rewarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The king dared to get close to the fuel entrance to see clearer and speak to them. And here again the king has been put back in his place in comparison to Yahweh. He titles Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as servants of the Most High God. Yahweh was the Most High God. Again, for the present moment, to this polytheistic king, Yahweh was the great God. They were able to simply walk out of this blazing furnace. Verse 27, when the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed, their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. So all the attending officials and advisors came to inspect these three, and fascinating to them was not a hair was singed, no fire marks on the clothing, no hint of smell of smoke. This was a miracle clearly to all who had witnessed it. Verse 28 says, Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Nebuchadnezzar was amazed and in awe of Yahweh, the God of the Israelites, amazed by the miracle and the trust these men had in their God. The angel sent a heavenly messenger, which also could be a reference to God himself. Nebuchadnezzar had a knowledge of angels, which is quite interesting. And Nebuchadnezzar was amazed 
that these young men were willing to suffer a horrible death to remain true to their God. Even in today's world, unbelievers respect those who stand for God despite disregarding Christian convictions. Verse 29, Therefore I issue a decree that anyone of any people, nation, or language who says anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn limb from limb and his house made a garbage dump, but there is no other God who is able to deliver like this. Nebuchadnezzar had just witnessed a miracle and he was the one that ordered the execution of these young men whom God had just miraculously saved from the fire. Can you imagine the kinds of emotions of what he was thinking? So when we see this decree he makes in this verse, we need to take into account that he is amazed and frightened. So he immediately makes this proclamation that anything offensive said about the God of the Hebrews would lead to torture by being torn limb from limb and their house destroyed and turned into a, a literal latrine. He was acknowledging and trying to please the powerful God of the Hebrews, Yahweh. Nebuchadnezzar probably feared that he was in danger of retaliation. Alright, verse 30. Then the king rewarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. The king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to prosper in captivity. These three faithful men were blessed by God for their faithfulness. How is that an encouragement for you today? Are you in a situation where you need to make choices? Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Do you believe that all things are possible with God? If Yahweh can deliver Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, He can also deliver you. I again hope you enjoy this Season 2 study in the book of Daniel. Next, Episode 11 and Chapter 4, we will study God's judgment on the king. God bless you today, and I encourage you to spend time in God's Word.